0: Welcome to Checkup Chat with Evergreen Health, I'm Scott Webb, and according to the National Institute of Mental Health, nearly one in five U.S. adults lives with a mental health condition that varies in degree of severity. Discussing mental health concerns isn't always easy, and it's difficult to know where to start or who to turn to. And I'm joined today by Rebecca mast ARNP from Evergreen Health Primary Care in Redmond, to discuss mental health. Rebecca, thanks so much for your time today. How do you define mental health?
1: Overarchingly, I use the word mood, but I use the word mood to describe how a person can physically, emotionally, and cognitively recognize their own abilities and how they're dealing with the stressors of life, whether it's productive or unproductive, and this goes from a home to a work setting and with family and friends.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. That's interesting thinking of it as a mood, sort of substituting that in for mental health. And this is going to be a fascinating conversation. What are the most commonly diagnosed mental health conditions or mood conditions, if you will?
1: I would say right now and probably for the course of history, it's been anxiety or depression. And to me, no one is strictly one or the other. So I'll ask my patients in clinic, what's your split? Are you a 99-1? Are you a 50-50? Because it helps me aim what direction we'll go in for whatever they want to start working with.
0: Yeah, let's talk about symptoms, you know, whether we're sort of uh, somewhat sort of diagnosing ourselves before we seek treatment or those around us say, hey, you seem this or you seem that. What are the most common symptoms?
1: It's funny because some people recognize that they're anxious or depressed, but most people come in saying, I am so tired every day. I am just bone tired. My knees hurt. My neck hurts. My stomach's upset, and either I have no appetite or I'm really overeating, but I don't know what to do about this. But I don't feel well.
0: Yeah, and I think that uh, whether any of us have, uh, you know, been diagnosed as clinically suffering from anxiety or depression, I think especially during COVID, I think there just been times where all of us just sort of didn't feel well, and we weren't sure exactly what was wrong with us, mm-hmm. and maybe we needed to speak with somebody, maybe not. But in general, have you found during COVID um, that uh, I don't know another way to say it, that people just generally haven't been feeling as well as they were before COVID?
1: Definitely. I would say since COVID, most people either came to recognize that they were feeling anxious, down, stressed out, depressed, whatever name they want to put to it, where people who were feeling these ways pre-COVID were ready to go to therapy, ready to try a combination of supplements, medications, exercise, whatever would work for them. And people who are experiencing almost nothing prior were all of a sudden by themselves all the time, by a partner and kids all the time. And it simply became too much togetherness or too much aloneness, which led them to want to seek help in whatever form help worked for them, given the day-to-day life balancing that had to occur.
0: Yeah, too much together, too much time together, spent together with their families, despite how much we love them, or not enough time with family Mm -hmm. and friends and so on. So when should we, you know, as individuals, again, whether we're sort of self-diagnosing a little bit or we're listening to those around us who love us and care about us and say, hey, we've noticed this or we've noticed that, when should we seek professional help?
1: As soon as you think you might need it. And if anybody kindly or not so kindly mentions it, you don't have to tell that person but it's better to not push through to do take those days off because most people don't take their vacation time in the United States and ask for help really early to ask your partner or friend if you're struggling with your toddler. Hey, could you take them, you know, grocery shopping with you? Could you take them to the park? I just need one hour to get my head straight to be literally alone. To hire a cleaner if you're overwhelmed with the state of your house, even every other week, just to say, I don't have to spend every waking minute when I'm not working, taking care of my friends and family on my house, because I need to take care of myself first. If I don't take care of myself, everything else will fall apart.
0: Yeah, it definitely will. And you were mentioning earlier how when folks come in, you ask them, okay, so are we 99-1, 50-50? So let's talk a little bit about diagnosis and how you diagnose exactly which uh, mental health conditions or moods, as you say, that we're experiencing.
1: Well, in primary care, I would say the most commonly diagnosed conditions are anxiety or depression, For things like PTSD, complex PTSD, bipolar, we will do the initial things to try out and then we will have someone see psych because that's a more serious diagnosis that has different medication options that we don't have access to. But when we're starting out with what to do, it's more how the patient describes it than how I would describe it. So I'll always try to use their words back at them and get it the root feeling that they're having because most people don't have the words for it and come to realize it quite late, normally through an internet search because hearing it from friends and family is often harder than looking it up in your incognito browser to see how you can better help yourself.
0: Yeah, and I want to drill down on that just a little bit about helping ourselves so we know how a professional like yourself can help us and the advantages to reaching out for help and being diagnosed and seeking treatment. But in the moment, right, when we're either there's too many people around us or not enough people around us or whatever we're experiencing, what suggestions, what tips do you have for, you know, how we can sort of ease our symptoms in the moment?
1: hmm If someone's feeling overwhelmed and they're recognizing it's happening more often, the first thing I say is take a day off, go do something that brings you joy. So that could be walking outside, even if you live downtown, it could be finding a new playlist that you like, a new podcast that's not just about self-improvement, because so many people are in this continual process of self-searching, self-improvement, that we don't allow ourselves to do nothing And in doing nothing, you can start to recharge. But I find that most people I see nowadays, their batteries on empty. If we went around with our cell phones like that all day long, we would all be worried. But instead, we're walking around with our self-batteries, our self-care batteries at two to 5%, but yet we keep pushing through. So first I ask people to get outside if they feel like they're sluggish or panicky. Do a minute of jumping jacks. It is impossible to have a panic attack through jumping jacks. If you want something more intense, some people want to go to a talk therapist immediately. But right now, the list is long. So let's see what safe friend we have that won't put it upon us to actually follow through on things. Say, I just need to brain dump a little bit. I just need to get my thoughts out of my head. Or use a journal. Journals are a really good way of getting a better night's sleep. Because now the paper owns your thoughts and you don't have to think through them in 10,000 different manners, mind surfing them all night long. So, yeah, get outside and brain dump out your thoughts would be my go to.
0: Uh, great suggestions and really interesting what you're saying, you know, right? right. If we're if our actual like sort of human batteries were as low as our cell phone batteries are, we'd be freaking out, right? As we're like, I've got to get to a charger. I've got to charge my phone.
1: <laughs> we charge ourselves by sleeping. We charge ourselves by eating three meals and maybe two snacks a day by drinking this thing called water that a lot of people have forgotten about because instead they're having three cups of coffee and coffee suppresses your hunger. So now you're not even having lunch. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to recharge our batteries?
0: Yeah. It's almost like you're describing me. I'm on my third cup of the day and I didn't really (laughs) need it when I came down to speak with you, but it's become a little bit like my whoopee, you know, it's like my comfort thing. Like I just feel better knowing there's coffee nearby. Is that weird?
1: No, go decaf then. If you just love the feel in your hands, take the first three sips in perfect quiet, enjoy the flavor, the warmth. That can be a form of meditation. We just want to, after three cups, at least in Washington, we say it's probably time to dial back. Mm -hmm. Five and there's something else going on.
0: Uh, This has been a great conversation. I just want to talk about just overall mental well-being, right? So most of us are not professionals like you are, and that's why we need professionals like yourself where we can pick your brains, get tips, suggestions. So just in general, in light of COVID and everything else going on in the world, and you and I were speaking before we got going, and between the little people or my medium and large people that I take care of, meaning kids, you know that we all just have a lot on our plates, a lot on our minds, and yet in COVID, and it's just a lot, right? So just in general, what suggestions do you have for all of us to just sort of improve our overall mental health?
1: Turn off the pings on your phone. Think about going to bed early as a treat because most of us are chronically sleep-deprived. Feed yourself breakfast, even if you don't love eating first thing in the morning. And when in doubt, if you think that something is going on with your mood, you've tried what you can and it's not working, make a visit with your primary care provider for your mood, for stress, something to give us a clue about what you're coming in to talk about because coming in to get a checkup and then bringing up mood, it's a loaded topic and most people bring it up about two and a half minutes before their visit is over. I don't want to be talking about it's time to get a mammogram and a colonoscopy when the thing you really need help with is your mood. So when in doubt, make a visit early for the specific thing you want to talk about, even though it's harder to say it, we accomplish so much more so much faster.
0: That's such a great suggestion, and you're so right. Like, that's often the thing, you know, that I'm saying to the doctor as I'm walking out the door, thanking them for seeing me for my primary visit. But,. You know, we all tend to focus on those things. We tend to focus on the nuts and bolts, the mechanics, the the body parts, those kinds of things. But we need to not only sort of make time uh, to be both physically and mentally well, but we need to speak with someone. And if that's not to a loved one or a friend or whomever, then it should be to a professional. And I think a lot of us just don't think to do that. We don't think to do that with our primary care physicians.
1: Yeah, we should screen better for mental health. We should be asking the questions, especially in primary care. We're not just screening you for diabetes and high blood pressure. We're screening how well you can take care of yourself and your own feelings in a pandemic where the world literally and figuratively feels like it's often on fire. Because if we can't be mentally in a good place, our physical body falls apart, even though laboratories look normal. And it's not very reassuring when you say, I feel awful. How come my labs are good? (laughs) (laughs) not fair. I wanted a clue. I wanted some push.
0: Yeah, it's so, you're so right. Like sometimes they're, they're just incongruent. It's like, okay, all, how can all those numbers be right, but I feel so wrong, right?
1: Yes. When we go deeply hunting what's wrong and we still find nothing and it ends up being that we're falling apart because we aren't getting enough sleep and we're not feeding ourselves enough good food and getting quiet time.
0: Well, this has been really informative today and a lot of great suggestions, tips, things that we can do in the moment, things that we should do when we're looking out for our overall mental health, and maybe not just for ourselves, but for our loved ones and our friends. So, really, thank you so much for your time today, and you stay well. You're welcome. Quality of life and well-being begins with your mental health. Discussing your concerns with your primary care provider is the first step if you're worried about your mental health. To establish care with an Evergreen Health PCP, please visit evergreenhealth.com slash primary dash care physician or call the 24-hour nurse hotline at 425-899-3000. And that wraps up this episode of Checkup Chat with Evergreen Health. Head on over to our website at evergreenhealth.com for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Evergreen Health podcasts. For more health tips and updates, follow us on your social channels.